0: Hi, I'm Dr. Judy and welcome to Supercharged Life where I help you discover new ways to create success, wellness, and fulfillment and give you tangible tools to supercharge your life. Today's Supercharged tip is to be a lifelong learner. This is something we can all do every day to create an abundance of growth experiences for ourselves. Being a lifelong learner boosts your brain health, lengthens your lifespan, improves your mental health and physical health, strengthening your cardiovascular and immune systems. Being a lifelong learner helps your social life, adds to your skill sets, and makes you feel good about yourself and gives you the confidence to tackle the challenges that come up throughout your days. And I've got just the people we should speak to about how to make this supercharged tip yours. I'm so excited about our guests today. They have been coined the ab fab of the new age because they dish a healthy dose of self-worth, wellness, and pop culture with every episode of their wonderful, refreshing, unique podcast called That's So Retrograde. this is a really, really special time because they recently celebrated five years of producing and hosting over 200 episodes of That's So Retrograde. And I had the honor of being a guest on their podcast. And it's just so amazing to see you both here today. Stephanie and Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming to Supercharged Life. Thank, thank you for having us. Yay. Yay. Hello. We're synced. I know you guys are synced. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about that. Actually. OK, <laughs> I've always Bye. wanted
1: to be on a talk show and sip a
0: glass. Yeah, there you go go now you can sip a glass it's being caught on video too everybody sip a glass it's fiji water you know we take really good care of our Mm. guests so alkaline yes i don't know if fiji's alkaline we need alkaline water right mario we need to get here's my first note alkaline water (laughs) I know tips of how to have a good podcast (laughs) from you both but first of all congratulations you recently celebrated five years yes that's uh, that's so retrograde podcast yeah Mm -hmm. that's amazing kind of wild yeah. I mean, I want to hear your origin story. I, I know that you guys met at a party, right? We yes. did, yeah. And you guys had different walks of careers. You were mm-hmm. accomplished in each of your careers. You were a writer. You were working in fashion, mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Stephanie, you're a comedian. You're a writer, too. Mm-hmm. You're an actress. Mm-hmm. And you guys met at the party. So, like, start with the story of the party. Everybody wants to hear that story of how... The two people met. Yes. Oh,
2: so. our meet cute. Yes, so this yeah. is Elizabeth cute. speaking, just to help clarify. <laughs> um, we met at a party through friends. And it's so significant because I remember our first conversation very clearly. And Stephanie was introduced to me as a stand-up comic. And I the one of the first things that came out of my mouth was, I want to write with you which wow. is so interesting. So bold. So bold. That's bold. I was like, the fuck I, is well, that's, that was your, <laughs> that's what you went out with? That was your pickup line? Yeah. That was my pickup line. <laughs> I, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's so funny because then obviously cut to where we are now. Podcasting is like easier writing sometimes, yeah. if you wow. think about it. It's definitely easier than writing. What do you remember about me, Steph? Um, nothing. What was she wearing? No.
1: <laughs> I remember feeling like I already knew you. Mm-hmm. That's my main...
2: Thing. I really felt that way. Yeah, it was very. And instant. then we pretty much like started hanging out all the time after that, and we became dear friends. And then yeah. from there, at the time, I had a online fashion consignment business, but I kind of used that to explore different arms of my creativity. So we wrote these fashion comedy sketches together, and oh, then in the videos, we dressed all the uh, players of the videos in clothing f- that was available at oh, the, the, the consignment actors? store. Yeah. Players the of the <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know. What's the jargon? <laughs> the players. She
2: doesn't work people. in TV. Excuse me. <laughs> That's not my wheelhouse? Hello? Um,
0: <laughs> You're like, after after how many years? You guys have been friends for nine years? Yeah. yeah. You She's should like, know what it's called now. Although in LA, has no idea what an actor is. <laughs> what are these players out these here? These people. One of these things, these people who <laughs> move folks. around and do what they tell you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So, funny. so yeah. that was our first parlay into really creating together. Yeah. And that was such a magical experience of. A collaborating when two other friends of ours who were writers and comics worked on that with us. And then from there, we started uh, producing a live comedy show here in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then the, the podcast really just kind of fell into place through these like really various serendipitous things. The opportunity mm-hmm. came our way. And at the time, I mean, five years ago, obviously the concept, and I'm using air quotes of wellness, wasn't mm-hmm. clearly not. Looked to as it is now, and right. as well as podcasts, they really weren't as viable of a medium as they as it, it stands today. So it's just it's really miraculous to see the growth of both of those things and us just kind of being planted in to be standing there. Both you of guys those are hints. early adopters. Yeah. you
0: guys are early adopters of both the wellness movement. And the podcast movement. Yeah, right place, right time. Totally. That's so cool. So what do you mean when you said the opportunity came your way? Did somebody say, hey, did you guys want to do a podcast or was it your own idea? Well, it was kind of interesting because Elizabeth and I would always hang out and kind of talk
1: about the things that we talk about on That's a Retrograde Today. Like we would look up astrology and we were, you know, always trying to be healthy. And like we were very curious about everything that is now considered wellness, even though mm-hmm. we didn't really have a framework for that. Yeah. And at that time, she had gotten a job styling a TV show. Cool. Um, And the one of the people that worked at the production company was her old friend. From kindergarten. Yeah. Oh. And she was like, my boss is starting a podcast division of my company. Is that something you'd be interested in? And, like, kicked uh-huh. it to her. And then she kicked it to me. And then we talked. And, that's and then that's how it happened. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, I do remember the day that you called me to pitch the idea to me. I was in my closet and was Hollywood and putting away what was could only be described as a tornado of clothing. <laughs> 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 it was not clean. And she was like, This was pitched to me. Like, what do you think? And what we could do it about astrology. And I was like, Yeah. Like, I remember mm-hmm. feeling so excited. Like, this is so the right thing for us to do right now. Mm-hmm. And it really
2: just evolved. evolved the idea from there, evolved. Yeah. Yeah from taking a lens of like an uneducated person's approach to exploring astrology, but then it really went into like all the different mechanisms and at the time really more trends that help people feel good and, and live a well-lived exciting life that they Mm -hmm. can feel proud of. And that, you know, a big idea with our show is that, you know, if we take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves, then we're able to nurture the people in our lives and the world around us in such a more beautiful, profound way. But we didn't yeah. start our show to help people.
0: <laughs> so let's be very clear. He's like, let's be honest. We
2: did
1: it. You know, like, we started the show to help ourselves, to yeah. learn ourselves. And I think by virtue of being honest about what we wanted to learn and being vulnerable about how much we had to learn, yeah. that's what started to connect with people. And then, of course... Day in and day out, you're immersed in this world. Slowly, you know, the student becomes a teacher. And so now our roles, I think, with our audience have kind of shifted a little mm-hmm. to where we are sitting in a place of like, OK, now we really have like tried all of these things. We've evolved so much. We've been forced mm-hmm. into growth. Like, you know, I think both of us had this moment where we were like, fuck, like we can't be these hungover, strung out like <laughs> versions of ourselves because people are starting to look. To us, I knew it was time to change when I jumped into a bush at a party because I was smoking a cigarette. Because I saw <laughs> someone that was on our show and I was like, Fuck, they can never know. And, yeah. like, and then I
2: was like, in this bush, and I'm like,
1: I gotta change. Like, you yeah. know, you, yeah. you start to need to take responsibility for yourself in a new way. So that's been there really was a, interesting. Yeah,
2: there, mm. you know, there's a certain level of accountability you have yeah, when every single week you're talking about how you're feeling yes. and the practices that you're doing or not doing. And mm-hmm. so that all of the sudden, that required a massive leveling up. Yeah.
0: I so agree with that because the human mind does not like cognitive dissonance. Right. So you do not want those two opposing ideas of I'm a wellness podcaster and I'm an example to a lot of people. And then you know that you're not doing those wellness practices, and actually, I think that's one of the reasons why your podcast is so popular and successful. Is that you guys submit yourself to the process, yeah? And the listener gets to take the journey with you, as opposed to you guys being in the ivory tower, like, okay, well, here's what I know from my years of studies. No, you're like, I don't know this, and I'm not sure how I feel about this. Also, I don't know what you're saying right now, <laughs> and some of what you're saying sounds crazy. But okay, I'll try it. And oh yeah, listeners, you can
2: try it too, and you guys tell me what you think. And yeah. I think think people love that exactly and we really really believe that there is no one size fits all but yeah. what we can do is kind of offer all the tools that people can then form their own toolbox from the information mm-hmm. that we set out to provide because I mean even when it comes we just we don't like to be Prescribatory, if that's a word. Prescriptive. Mm-hmm. Prescriptive. Prescribatory is cool. I want you to start using <laughs> well, that well, so real retro- retro- like, in here right now.
0: <laughs> Prescribatory.
2: But yes. you know
1: what? The, also, the other thing that I keep learning over and over again—it's like the most annoying but real lesson—is that the yeah. second that you think that you have something figured out, you're going to get kicked in the tits. <laughs> and life is going to be like, actually, you don't really know. And yeah. here's a new level of the lesson or yep. cool. You think you've tinkered it. And the dial over here has now like need to be. Tur-. So it's like
0: yeah, forever
1: and always there's going to be this constant like fine tuning. And so you mm-hmm. kind of just need to also be really kind and gentle with yourself about right. that. Because I find that a lot of this world has turned into like sort of like rigid. Oh
0: yes. Like it's all done or something like that. Because I know a lot of my patients, they'll get upset with themselves. Like I thought I was over this, or I thought that this bad habit was over, or I thought that the addiction was done, or I thought I was never going to get depressed again because I was treated once. And it's like, you know what? None of that matters actually, as long as the next time something comes up, you know how to cope with it. Well, you can it's get like back
1: up. I feel yeah. this like Tai Chi master once told me like this thing that's so stupid, simple, but like he just goes, the lesson is always repeated until learned. Yeah. And it's like, I it's always funny. go back to that because I'm like, that's right. Like you keep learning the same lessons over and over in your life. No need to be nasty to yourself about it. But like you obviously didn't get the whole lesson and that's yeah. totally fine. It's hard to get the whole lesson in one fell swoop, especially yeah. if it's like a big karmic thing for you or family thing or whatever whatever your language is whether it be like spiritual or practical it doesn't matter it's right. the same thing we have a lot to suss out in lessons so it's just better to be not so judgmental
0: you guys are very non-judgmental people because you guys are equal opportunity employers on your podcast you have featured all kinds of people from shamans to astrologers to doctors to psychologists. I mean, just everybody. I mean, yesterday we Revolution. interviewed
1: um, Sasha Sagan, who we're so excited for that episode. She's Carl Sagan's daughter, and she wrote uh-huh. this incredible book. And she's not at all. She We, like, argued with her, basically, about astrology. Not argued. We, <laughs> we had a healthy,
2: healthy conversation. conversation. But yeah. it's, like, even,
1: like, that, too. Like, we want to talk to people who believe
2: Total. So opposite she has of an evidence-based yes. belief system. Being raised secular, and her whole book scientific. Um, is uh, about kind of looking through rituals to then mm. find the. Beauty and the scientific evidence as to why we have them, such as springtime rituals and winter r- rituals and coming of age mm-hmm. rituals and all of those things that are through lines throughout the world. Uh, it was an amazing conversation. So I subscribe to her religion. Into- she would hate that <laughs> <laughs> Actually, religion. Yeah. It's the opposite of what I'm trying to
0: teach. I'm just like trying to turn you
1: into my god. She's like, Please stop. She's like this there is, is none. exactly yeah. what I don't want you to do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's so funny though. Yeah. Well, but you guys love astrology too. Yeah, we do and And actually part of the podcast name is inspired from astrological concepts. So tell me about the that's so retrograde name and what do you think it means as it relates to your wellness podcast?
2: Well, it was funny because we knew we wanted the first episode to be about retrograde because it had felt like it was something that had been creeping up into the pop culture lexicon. And so we wanted mm-hmm. to like get to the bottom of it and have a conversation that informed us. So mm-hmm. we just knew that that was going to be the first episode. Well, we actually thought we were going to be experts on it. <laughs>
1: we read one astrology blog and we were like, we're, we're going, going like, to <laughs> it. <laughs> and we were recording and I was like, I don't think we can.
2: <laughs> do this <laughs> we don't know anything <laughs> and as we were prepping for that episode we had called back to a tweet Stephanie had sent some years before that said that's so retrograde and she mentioned it to like describe something that was fucked up mm-hmm. can I say fuck sorry I keep saying it okay. yeah. and we took a pause <laughs>
1: sorry so great that was fucked hey up
2: we can curse freedoms. you guys. <laughs> um, we took a pause and we I will I so vividly remember it we looked at each other and we are like that's not the title of the episode that's the title of the show
1: Yeah, it was a very clear moment. And
2: I think that it just lends to the levity that we like to bring to all the conversations that we have.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Really. I mean,
0: as you mentioned, you know, this whole idea of Mercury being in retrograde, people use that term like things are screwed up, you know, and. In some ways, it's, it's cool because it's that feeling of discomfort that maybe moves you forward, right? Like, okay, there's something that you need to look at here, mm-hmm. which I think is the theme, one of the themes of your podcast that I've listened to, the other episodes, and all of the cool guests that you guys have had on. But I want to get this out of the way first because I want to talk about our astrological signs okay. before we move forward. Okay. So I, like, I looked up my moon and rising sign. Okay, I did. Fun. So yeah, so you guys tell me your sign, and I'll tell you mine, and you tell me what you know about my sign. All <laughs> right, so
2: this is definitely more of a stuff category because <laughs> but I'm just a student explorer yes not, by no means an expert so I'm a Taurus sun She's looking at I'm me like because mom she tell me <laughs> I'm a Taurus sun Taurus moon Scorpio Rising? You got it, girl. Nice. Oh, my God. Yay. It's
0: very cool. What are you, Stephanie? I'm a Scorpio sun, Taurus rising. Wow. Cancer moon. You guys have a lot of overlap. Yeah, we do. That's really neat. Yeah. So I, I'm a Gemini sun. Okay. And I just found out today that my moon is Capricorn and my rising is Aquarius. Ooh. What does that mean? <laughs> I know
1: that. Okay. So this is. Okay. This is like gentle astrology. I don't know that much. But like, basically, you would also need to find out we should know this too when we talk about it. like what houses those things are in because then it can dictate like the life area that uh. that sign really governs for you oh cool so like for example like me like my moon is in my third house which means like the house of family and home and so like my emotions are all around like that specific area so it's oh. like the houses is like the the framework anyways okay but if your moon is in capricorn i'm always jealous of people who have a earth moon because it's like a very grounded like stoic positioning for emotional life so people who have like virgo moon cancer or capricorn moon or taurus moon tend to be more like um rational and clear with their emotion where and like you don't really tend to drown in it like you'll have a feeling, and then you have like an actionable kind of more stoic plan to deal with that as Mm -hmm. opposed to someone like me who like has an emotion and like need someone to crawl down into a hole and pull her out of it. Cause like any time that you have a water sign, then you're going to be more in your emotions. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So like there's a stoicism to Capricorn moon.
0: Yeah. And
1: I would say we have a, and her moon is in the best positioning. Thank you. What is it? Taurus is exalted, which means like you are the most adapted dealing with your emotions
0: if your moon is in Taurus. Oh, wow. So you're like the balance. You're the yeah. perfect balance between me and Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. And you're sitting I in the middle, it. which is so perfect because she is the center. Too true. The true. And then Aquarius emotion. rising
1: is cool because it's <laughs> like the way your goal in life is like is you're a forward thinking individual. Mm-hmm. And so you're always trying to move towards like innovation.
0: Well, I like all those things. That yeah, sounds that good. Right. That is from a, a believer. Very, in astrology very, we could
2: definitely uh, <laughs> point you in the direction yeah. of amazing people yeah. whose that's their full wheelhouse is to explain these things. Yes,
0: but but gentle astrology, I like it. I'm yeah. glad that I got a little taste of it yeah. and I will definitely look into this more. So one of the did things Did you feel that, cool learning about I, it? Like, I did
1: actually. And you feel like you had more personal autonomy or how was
0: it? Did it make yeah, you feel? I love I love learning. Yeah. I, lo- I love being uncomfortable like not knowing. And then having somebody educate me, yeah. like you're saying about the houses, I'm already thinking in my head, I'm going to go look that up. What does that mean later? I'm going to go look it up. The Shawnee Nicholas book is really like incredible. It's okay. called You Were
2: Born for This and it's a great It explains it in primer. a very
0: like astrology for dummies type yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I need. Yeah. I, yeah. When I'm learning about something that's not really my area of expertise, I really enjoy the dummies approach. Same. Like, just give me the simple mm-hmm. so that I can at least wrap my head around it, yeah. and then if I wanna delve deeper, then obviously you go into the more advanced texts and yeah. other things like that. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to chat with you guys about, I know this is such a hard question, I've heard you guys get asked this question before, but I'm gonna make you guys give me an actual answer. Okay. And each of you guys can have a different answer, but I'm gonna need a answer, which is, <laughs> out of all the podcast episodes that you've ever taped, which was your most memorable one? <sighs> and don't worry. I mean, I know I was gasping. Don't worry. S- choose a favorite <laughs> child. That's so that's rude. really challenging. <laughs> um, um, I'll
2: what, what instantly came to mind. Uh, just because she was someone who was such a teacher in my own journey of of learning about spirituality and and purpose. Mm -hmm. When we had Marianne Williamson, she's someone who I'd referenced on the show for four plus years Mm -hmm. often. Mm. And so to have her on the program was just such a a special moment. You had a small fangirl moment. Yeah, but I really tried hard to conceal it, but I don't think I did a good job of it. You definitely fangirled
0: less for Marianne than
2: you
1: did
0: for No Crumbs Left. Yeah. So.
2: I kept it cool, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Well, you're the, ba- the balanced emotional person, so like, yeah, you right. probably did keep it cool. I tried to I She's to hard it. to read this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but that was so wonderful. And, you know, at the time she was running for president and it was mm-hmm. such an illuminating conversation to speak with her about politics because I, I think that... Um, Everything she had to say really just spoke as such truth yeah. to where we are right now. Um, She's within, so insightful, exactly, and it, yeah. it's it, and her knowledge runs so deep. And mm-hmm. it was, I was just hanging on every word of yeah. hers.
0: I mean, it sounds like a humbling experience
2: to yeah. be around somebody with that type of presence and knowledge. Yeah, base. and I had also yeah. seen her. Uh, at a fundraiser a few uh-huh. weeks prior, and uh-huh. I Were you was talking. Talk- or did you just no, no, no. I was invited. I was invited to hear her speak. It was at a friend of ours' home, and I burst into tears when I started talking to her. And so I felt Aww. like it was a night uh, having her on the show was a nice opportunity to like speak full sentences and yeah, hold yeah. my. You're hold like my I grounded actually face. can
0: speak, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm normal. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> what about you? Oh
1: fuck. Um, it, it genuinely is so hard to say because mm. they,
0: they've all been. That's so unfair because Elizabeth already answered the question. So I don't have to answer? No, so you have oh, to. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Um, yes. The one
1: with Dr. Judy. No, 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 no. There's no way.
0: There's no way. You guys have five years of episodes here.
1: You know, I, I guess, <laughs> you know, it's, hard. it's really hard because my brain only goes to the last like five episodes because yeah. there's just so much. But I will say that going and interviewing Fran Drescher in in Malibu was absolutely incredible, thrilling. She is everything. Everything like genuinely. Was, that
2: she cool? was she cool? She was I, so cool, so sweet. I have sweet, no words. Yeah. So knowledgeable. <laughs> she really speaks to, so after um, she went through her experience with cancer, she felt really disempowered as a patient. So she has an organization called Cancer Schmancer, which aims mm. to turn citizens into educated medical consumers. So she had such a deep knowledge base on mm-hmm. Everything from detoxifying our home to the questions to ask a medical professional. You know, it was mm. just...
0: She did her own homework. Yeah. She was, studies. She really yeah. did And it.
2: obviously, we are such huge fans of her work as a comic, as an actress and a creator. But to then speak to her in kind of like our language about health and wellness was beyond. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that was what was so cool about it. Like on top of just being obviously like a fan, it was just that she didn't have to do what she did you know like she didn't have to go through that experience and then turn around and choose to make that her mission Mm -hmm. to have nobody ever go through it like that again yeah I mean I just think that like that speaks to the depth of somebody's character and she's not just like talking about it and being the figurehead she really is learning and she really is well versed and educated on a lot of the things that she's talking about and I just think that that's so incredible. It's like she has so many things going on and yet she's choosing to dedicate such a huge part of her life to helping people. Right. Like but I don't know. It does not have to do That's that. what I mean. And right. we said that to her and she's like, I think it's important that you turn your pain into your purpose. And that's another one of those things like if there's like a so retrograde like refrigerator
0: magnet collection yeah. like that's one pain of the into things purpose. for me in a major way I really feel like we need motivational posters that actually work yeah right like yeah. you see those and you make fun of them because they don't make any sense and I want to put some of these say yeah things that you guys are saying right now like pain into purpose don't be afraid of the pain yeah so I thought it was so funny because I was I was catching I was catching up on the two of you. I was just stalking you guys online before you guys. Oh, came. fun! I was, like, I was like, "What's up? What, what's up with these like ladies?" I love you guys. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm 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 fangirling over you guys right now. <laughs> but um, but Stephanie, I saw that um you had worked on a movie called Ladylike. Yes, and I love what you were just saying because it's all about turning. The pain into something positive because mm-hmm. that's what your character was doing. Basically, yeah. your character Allie was all depressed because oh, she's seen, she seen it. Lost- you watched it, yes. <laughs> yes. So she had lost. Hilarious. She had lost basically her friend, her friend soulmate, yeah, you know, her best friend. Yeah. And, and it was interesting because Allie's character was so much the stronger one, and she actually helped her get the man of her dreams, right? But now yeah. it's like, oh, he's a little too dreamy. And now, what do I do? And mm-hmm. like wrestling with these feelings of, I guess, this jealousy. But I am so happy for her. But then turning that into something better for yourself. Yeah, and I think sometimes people look at a negative experience and they they run away from it. Yeah, and your character actually ultimately learned that that was something that propelled her to become a better person, a more whole person. She cleaned yeah.
1: her room. She cleaned her room. <laughs> she know, so ordered yoga pants I mean, online. She, it was okay. So. Like, the baseline
0: was low. No, but, but I, it's
1: true. Like I, when we go through painful experiences, I think something that is hard to is the is to surrender. Mm-hmm. But it's like. It's happening whether you want it to be happening or not. Yeah. So you can either it's like when a wave comes in the ocean, you dip under it. So you let the wave roll over you so that you can come back up. You don't try to swim against the wave. You'll get you'll drown. Right. And so it's like the exact same thing with challenging experiences like you have no
0: choice. Right. Right. And you actually had some real life experiences to pull from because yeah. when I met you on your podcast, you had told me that you struggled at a time when you were younger yeah. with the Adderall, oh, yeah. the Adderall craze, which yeah. is so much more common, sadly, than people think. Cause you know, you, you start taking it most of the times for a, a quote unquote, positive purpose. You're like, I want to focus. I want to achieve more. I just want to have more energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like get decent grades, blah, blah, blah. When did you realize it was a problem for you? For me, I had gone to a formal, Mm -hmm. um,
1: with the guy that I had been dating and I didn't bring Adderall because I was like, I'm going to a formal, like Mm -hmm. I'm not studying. Cause in my mind, I wasn't aware of my addiction. I just, Took it every day, but didn't realize what it was doing. Because it's very insidious yeah. like that. You don't realize that you're becoming addicted to a drug. You just think you're taking your medicine. It's like a different oh, framework. Yes, yes, And I remember I hadn't taken it, and I was outside of the hotel room. I woke up in the morning. I went outside, and I was having, like, a weird, like, panic attack that I didn't oh. have the medication. Oh, my God. And I realized, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm a I'm addicted to this. I'd never had an addictive Experience in my life, I'd never felt mm-hmm. like I wasn't enough without something else, mm-hmm. and that's what that drug did to me. It made me feel like without it, I wasn't good enough.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: But that's then somehow heavy. with it, I also wasn't able to be myself. It was a yeah, weird you were dependent on it. Yeah, it way. was, and yeah. that scared me. But I wasn't able to get off of it. That was it. Wasn't like I'm addicted. And I realized I'm addicted in the Poconos, and now I'm free of it. No, it yeah. would be another six years before I was able to fully never stop taking it again.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, people don't understand sometimes what the medication, substance, whatever it is that you become addicted to, the kind of grip it can have on a person, and then the effect it has on your self-esteem as you're considering all of the consequences and how you feel about yourself, right? I mean, it's like secondary and third
2: waves of emotions and thoughts that is also really harmful. I struggled with it um, later in my 20s, and it it was something that would really work for me until it didn't anymore right. and then when i realized how it was i saw it as a literal block to my dreams because mm-hmm. it kind of felt like everything was over here but i felt like i was using it it became beyond what it was prescribed for it was about yeah. checking out and like kind of like laser focusing in mm-hmm.
0: and then letting
2: every like kind of wouldn't have to worry about anything else and i really it it felt truly as if it blocked out all of my other emotions. So I don't think I cried for four years.
0: I felt like there was
2: a, we've talked about this, the disconnect it gives you from your head and your heart. Yeah. Yeah. You become so dead inside. And it's so important for those things to connect with one another in order for us to really feel like we're experiencing life. Yeah. And, um, It was a major challenge and it was something I was so embarrassed about. I didn't even talk to Stephanie about it. Like it was something that was so deeply personal and I was, I was ashamed that I was having these, this inner dialogue in my head where I felt it felt so out of control. Mm -hmm. And, um, I sought someone to speak to and I don't recommend this, but I kind of took it in my own hands to how I was going to turn it around. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, subsidized or I went, ended up going to committing to doing a weekly acupuncture session Mm. so that it was also just, um, a financial commitment to myself. And it was Mm -hmm. also someone who I was seeing on a weekly basis where I was checking in on how I was feeling and they knew that I had committed to getting off the drug. And, um, that really helped me. I think I definitely would have been more vocal about it at the time, but you know, when you're underneath something, yeah, it's sometimes really hard to converse about it when you're sh- really figuring out what it is. Yeah, to to your but own it's, experience, it's confusing because because of the fact
1: that it's a prescription. Mm-hmm. It's weird to feel to know that it's a problem, but then to feel there's like a cognitive dissonance between what you know to be true and what's being yes. told is true to you, and so it's like a weird thing to sort out because it's like I'm not supposed to be addicted to this I'm not supposed to be struggling with this this is supposed to be helping me but somehow I've talked to so many people who get off Adderall and suddenly everything that they were pushing up against Mm -hmm. is moved yes and then the next step is like the the thing that they were working towards but couldn't get to because they had this like weird block right but like I know look ADD is like the thing yeah you know how could we not have it right right now
0: Right. There's Oh, it's the, our environment stimulates it.
1: It's crazy. That's like nice. we are we are all drug addicts for our phones. We're all multitasking. Oh my
0: gosh, it's so true. Yeah, like our phones are drugs. You guys have seen the research maybe on this. I'm not sure if you've come across anybody who's talked about this part of the research, but it's so scary that basically whenever you get a like, dopamine, um, the, right? dopamine the dopamine, hits. dopamine yeah. spike. And I'm like, that's the kind of same reward center that spikes when you're gambling, mm-hmm. when you're doing drugs, mm-hmm. when you're drinking alcohol, right? All the things video games, right? All of the things that we know can be addictive processes for people. So But I have so right. three hacks for people with ADD. Okay. Oh yes, let's let's hear them. People are gonna love them. The first one is a timer. Yes
1: timer is everything. Yeah. Like set a fucking timer for 30 minutes, half hour, whatever, an hour whatever, you, you need to get something done. Commit yourself to not looking at your phone or changing lanes for that hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're working on your computer and you're typing something, turn off the Wi-Fi. If you cuz you get that like druggy itch after like I'm going to look, at, minutes, my like, my look at my email real quick. My phone, you know, and it is like a it's like a ghost haunting you.
0: Yeah. So then
1: after the hour you can look give yourself a few minutes for that and then you know reset the timer and it's like goal oriented yeah and yeah. and like f- boundaries and then with
2: using the timer yeah. i honestly press the little button on my phone and i just say set timer for 25 minutes mm-hmm. put it down yeah and it's yeah. so easy. So it's it's the lowest effort possible. And yeah. then yeah. the second
1: part of the timer thing is to have a small notebook or piece of paper, or whatever, on the side, so that when you're at Adder- when your Adderall your Adderall okay. brain starts ticking, think- no, when you- sorry, I'm on so much Adderall right now. <laughs> when your ADD brain starts to be like this idea, that idea, mm-hmm. don't stop what you're doing. Just write down the thing that came into your brain. Leave it. Leave it. Don't yeah. go back into it. Yep. Yeah. Because that's the part of being ADD that's so beautiful yes. is that your brain is so creative and has so many ideas in it uh-huh. and it's constantly firing. But then we don't know how to like create boundaries in our own thoughts. So then yeah. we just keep getting distracted. Write it down. Cool. We'll go back to that later. When your next task is done, go back and read the list. And mm-hmm. best thing is checking things off your list.
0: Um. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have to just say that that tip you just gave is a tip I teach all the time you do literally as you were saying it i was like oh my gosh yeah yeah, it's actually there's evidence on my instagram where i try to teach this tip maybe five months ago but i teach it all the time to my clients i use it myself it is so amazing because we do all get distracted we all have a little bit of adhd right and so it's really about focusing on one task at a time because multitasking is a myth And then I always tell people about that second piece too. Like it's important to have the notebook because sometimes you actually have a thought that sometimes sometimes they're just meanderings and you can write those down too, but sometimes they're important. Yeah. Like you actually remember something you have to do like, Oh, got to buy milk, got to call my mom, whatever. And later on you can review it and actually pay attention to the ones that are truly important and the ones that are meanderings it's kind of interesting you're like wow I had a lot of but then as you do that yeah. technique more and more you have less meandering thoughts. yeah yeah and it's Absolutely. like the sense of accomplishment of checking things off of a list and like yeah I
1: love for it. someone like me who's not naturally organized I feel mm-hmm. like so proud of myself and I'm like wrote that did
0: that check that done yeah. like I get so excited i things that I did already and then cross it <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no! Just I'll, in case you forgot, I'll put in like
2: order concealer from Sephora, like little things yeah. that are fun to do uh-huh. into the list to just be like, did that? Yeah. <laughs>
0: but it feels good. We should train our dopamine to actually respond to that. Yeah. That instead, you know. Exactly. Um, my third hack is weed. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> heard of it? It's so like, a heard? big wellness trend. It's actually, yep.
1: really, really good for people who have ADHD to smoke weed. We've been really? researchers in the space yes. for a while. Oh. It makes you focus in a way that like shuts down the noise. Like uh-huh. I smoke weed, turn on like classical radio, and that helps
0: me like get so much work done. I was with you until the third tip. I gotta I gotta <laughs> think about this one. I gotta look into it. I gotta look into I it. I recommend
1: yes. smoking it and then letting me know what you think.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, it is legal now in California. Sure right. yeah. Um that's awesome. But see, this is what's so great about you guys because you're like, I'm gonna dive right in. Yeah, I, like you guys would totally be like, I'm gonna experiment and see how it works. I'm I'm gonna smoke it and try to do something, and not smoke it, and like do experiments. Well, we gets a bad rap because it turned it's turned into a party drug. Uh oh,
2: you know, or like a laziness, a laziness yeah. thing. And
1: I feel like if I have the complete opposite experience of that. Yeah,
2: but I feel like Dr. Judy would say it's not supercharged. I know. I'm like, let me think about <laughs> that one. I gotta research that before I
0: officially. But that's okay. That's the thing. There's know.
2: no one size fits all. Yeah,
0: and that's what I love about your podcast and just your whole approach. And Elizabeth, I want to ask you because you had a big fashion career before this. You were a writer. You were one of the founding writers and founders of The Zoe Report, which is Yeah, I was one of the
2: first hires on that. It's so wild. I was so young.
0: Everybody loves it. Everybody talks about it. It's a pop reference, right? And I don't know if you, when you were there and when you were working really deeply in that field, what you saw in terms of the people who were involved in like their ideas of wellness—if that was even a thing—you know, because fashion industry you know, did not think of wellness about wellness that. Well, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I know well,
2: it's quite funny because around that time, so that was like I would say ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow, it was right at the beginning of the surge of fashion bloggers and right. predating Instagram and really like the beginning of kind of the influencer sort of world. Yeah, So it was a very small community of women in particular who worked on these fashion online platforms in particular, um, like daily newsletter style Mm -hmm. sort of platforms. So um, was there wellness? No, I would say it was the opposite of that. But Mm -hmm. what's been very interesting is So many of the young women who I became friends with back then are in my life now, and all of them have evolved their brands and evolved uh, their messaging into a more wellness-focused self-care sort of experience, which is really interesting. But I will say- said wellness is more in fashion than fashion? Did Joy Hurst say that? I think so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, but I, I, there's one thing that, that has come up, I think, in the past two years for Steph and I that we've clocked in regards to the uptick of wellness. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the rebranding of it within yeah. uh, the rebranding it as like the diet industry oh, and wanting to hmm. – and, and for us and our show, we're really, really hyper careful yeah. in um, – being mindful of not presenting the different things that we talk about to reflect that of that yeah. disordered thinking that the diet industry perpetuates.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a real bummer because, well, first of all, the wellness industry is killing it. It's like $4.4 trillion, yeah. uh, US yeah. dollars. And, and that's globally. all in <laughs> right? You're like, that's us. That's us. We have 99% of that market. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, it, it's true. I, I do see that more, that the messaging has changed change with certain influencers and certain yeah. companies not all mm-hmm. but I'm so glad that you guys are so selective in terms of how you decide to talk about it. and even the guests that you decide to have on I mean I've heard you guys questioning your guests and you have that healthy skepticism yes. which is good it's like wait what, what are you really saying here and is this going to be something that we're going to promote as an actual wellness practice or is this something else which sure you know there's if you want to go on a diet, fine. But like that's not wellness because there's a real sense of rigidity in dieting. Well, there's a difference between
1: wanting to get healthy and feel better and yeah. wanting to be skinny. Yeah. And it's such a fine line because I want to be fit. I want to look good. I want to feel like my clothes are creating the lines that I yeah. I view as beautiful in my own head. Right. But I have to check what that even is. Because as yeah. much as I think that I'm evolved and outside of it, I'm conditioned.
0: Yep. We all, yeah. all are. And we live in Los Angeles. Which is I the mean,
1: most toxic. crazy. I was in New York. We were in New York recently and I was doing yoga and I was like, I'm so
0: tiny. And then
1: I was like, <laughs> oh my God, everyone in LA is like malnourished. Like yeah. the reason why everyone's fit is because nobody's eating food.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good food left on the table yeah. here. Guys. Come <laughs> so to LA if, you, if you're hungry. <laughs> no, not everyone
1: has a gluten allergy. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah. You it's have true.
1: An eating disorder.
0: Yeah. And or people who say, oh, I'm so sorry, but um, for this week, I'm on this fad. Right. And it's like maybe you get some fast results. Maybe for two days you lose some water weight. And you look good for an event, but then what, right? What did you learn from that experience? It's a slippery slope. I know both of us, you know, we, we struggled as most young women do with, uh,
1: disordered thinking around food and eating and control issues and all the things that teenage girls go through. So for Mm -hmm. both of us, I know that we're very conscientious of, we can, we can check ourselves and be like, I'm sliding into weird territory and I need to like. Eat some candy. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm suddenly going to be weird about sugar for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to be careful. And about also, that just stuff. Right.
2: being really conscious of the messaging around our show that we're not mm-hmm. lean. And I think that, you know, in the past five years, we've certainly made missteps and learned from those yep. and of, of how we frame things, how we talk about things. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, moving forward, mm-hmm. we, we are really conscious of that kind of rebranding and that self-care and also like the spend on yeah. on what wellness is and this you know the fancy face oils and like yes. this that and all of that is lovely and that's uh-huh. fun and of course pamper yourself' we're, we're, go for it but yeah. to it it tends to uh, box a lot of people out.
0: Right. So not everybody s- can afford micellar water or whatever right. that's called. I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> she loves that, shit. <laughs> love
2: that yeah. shit. But the other thing is also that like,
1: I don't like, because remember we had someone on the show and she was talking about like losing weight and then we yeah. kind of got backlash. We'd be like, that's so unhealthy. She shouldn't talk about losing weight. It's like, yeah. no, sometimes you get to a point, I don't know, maybe your thyroid is slowed down or yes. you had a baby or something happened you went through a dark time and you Mm -hmm. maybe did put on more weight than you're comfortable with it's okay to want to lose that too so on both sides of the coin we have to be like gentle around it because i don't like that either
2: where it's like you should just be able to have any body if i'm uncomfortable that's part of i think the wellness you know it's like the h-a-e-s happy at every size movement which is been which is very cool and we love that Mm -hmm. but it's like Also, but it just because it's okay to not be happy at a at a size and wanting to change that. Yeah. Right. And also
0: sometimes at a certain size, there's a medical issue like obesity. And then you got to sort of still take some responsibility of, well, I don't dislike the way I look, but I know medically I need to do something to better my health. Exactly. It's a different
2: thing. And I think what's important is about having the conversation and being yeah. open to information yes. and wanting to be a vessel of, of that for our listeners, as opposed to like, we're going to make mistakes. We might not always say the right thing and have mm-hmm. that. Obviously we're, tr- we always want to, you know, be on our game, but sometimes yeah. we might not. And yeah. that's okay too. And then you learn from that and then yeah. evolve.
0: And sometimes you need a little professional support. What I find really cool about you guys is that you actually go to your own non-romantic couple (laughs) therapists. yeah. yeah. So I would love to hear more about this because for me, actually, as we were talking about this cognitive dissonance idea, for the longest time, I didn't realize that I even had some stigma against therapy when I was becoming a psychologist. That's Mm -hmm. hilarious. And until I became a psychologist, I still had that stigma. And finally, I said, you know what? That's crazy that you would sit on this side of the Chair and basically tell someone what to do when you've never been on the other side. Wow. So I, I basically forced myself into therapy. But even then, I had this little message of, I'm just doing it to be on the other side. You know, just to say I've mm. blah blah blah. Like I wasn't really authentically in it in the beginning. Wow. But then finally, I sunk into it, and I really felt like it was an amazing learning experience. And. I recommend it to everyone now. It's sort of like, you know what? You don't have to have a disorder to go to therapy. Right. Like, you, you should go to therapy. Yeah.
1: Like it's almost like go to therapy before the problem hits. So exactly. you don't hit the problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, we go to two people. So oh. we
2: do. Um, so <laughs> right now we've been working with a business coach, Amina Tai. She's incredible. She's based out of New York and mm-hmm. she's a mindful business coach. So cool. she, uh, Brings it, you know, it's very tactile, but also uh, a lot of visioning and manifesting and communicating and goal setting and really Mm. and holding us accountable to our dreams and our goals and creating safe space for us to communicate. Yeah what we want and how we're doing and all of those things. Prior to that, we did, we worked with um, one of our astrologers, Ambi Kavanaugh, who uh-huh. basically, as you said, we have pretty interesting charts, as you pointed out. Yes. So by, she does often like couples therapy based off of charts. So we oh, did cool. based off of our astrological charts, really understanding where we're coming from on a deeper level, which just felt very on brand. And then we both work with uh, financial uh, coaches. Wow. Separately and together as our businesses have grown, it's really important for us to lay a really solid foundation as we continue to vision and grow our businesses. So uh, my goodness, you yeah. guys like really run the gamut <laughs> in terms of like, you're like really lean in. And that's so cool. You guys are so <laughs> humble about it. You
0: know, it's sort of like you're always taking that lifelong learner position. Like, yeah, I have something new to learn. Somebody, somebody can teach me something, you know, it's just somebody who's done something different with their life. It makes
2: it really fun too. to come from like a beginner's set of eyes. It makes everything like way, it takes a lot of the pressure off. Well,
0: I remember you said that in an interview. I think it was for Good Morning La La Land. You said the permission to be a beginner, Yeah. right? It's so good to remind ourselves of that. You don't have to kill it at everything. But like so
1: many bands fall apart. So many businesses (laughs) die in the fire of a friendship. And like, we don't want that for each other for our show, you know, for our relationship. And I think that by taking by facing that reality head on that, like, Mm -hmm. we're two different people, even though we might share an interest in this thing, we still have separate goals, separate, separate interests, separate lives. And Mm -hmm. if we don't keep that line of communication open, then it's very easy for one little something that pissed someone off to grow into a huge resentment or one little miscommunication to go untalked about. And then all of a sudden, you know how it is in relationships, it's like the tiniest thing becomes like
0: this insidious yeah, issue and totally. it blows up, and it would be gradual, it just keeps festering. A yeah. barrier
2: to growth and neither of us exactly. want
0: that. Well, I mean, first of all, what foresight? Because I think at first it sounds so lovely, like <laughs> I'm gonna work with my bestie. And you obviously see all the positive sides of things, but. Every once in a while, there are challenges. And so you guys are really arming yourselves for that. So I mean, everyone told me don't work with your friend. Yeah,
1: everyone I know who's
0: worked with their friend is like,
1: we were friends, then we started a business together and, and now we don't talk. Anymore. And I'm just like, yeah.
2: I never I only never want, want to work to with friends. And exactly because you have to show up every day. It's how we spend like seventy percent of our lives yeah. is in work. It's like mm. who why not surround yourself with the people that you're obsessed with who yes. are so talented who you respect well, you. and just Aww. like incorporate <laughs> <be slushy>. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that's yes. it's such a beautiful thing and it's a choice, but obviously it takes a lot of uh like a conscious lens to that to make that work mm-hmm. and it brings it For me, it, I think it heightens the stakes, obviously, because totally. this is someone who I care about so deeply outside of anything that has to do with work. But I also care so deeply about work. And so it's like you have to you have to really um, come at it with like being on the same page. Well, it's about intentionality.
0: Yeah. Right. And, and actually, I think it's a sign of respect that you yeah. say we're going to embark on this together and I care about you enough to actually do this the right way and Mm -hmm. to invest resources Mm because, you know, these people cost money. You're, you're spending your hard earned money on basically you're investing it back into your friendship and into your relationship. Mm So with all of that said, have you guys had a big blow up or anything like that? And how did you manage it? If you had any kind of conflict or have you guys just been harmonious Had had
1: fights? Yeah. It's like where you're just like,
2: I feel like this, and I'm like I feel like, like, I feel like this, and then they're like, well, I feel like this, and like, well, I feel like this, and then are are like slam doors. I feel like this, you're like I feel like this, I'm like bye. I have to say That's I it. hate when we fight. <laughs> fight. I hate you, it. You hate it, like, fighting. It makes me so upset because uh, yeah. it's like oh I love it. No, I, know. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> I, I listen to the drama. I, really, <laughs> really I hate it. I really. upsets so much. me. So we're yeah. yeah. really yeah. like so. But well, we she didn't have siblings, so she's not used to that type of fighting. It shakes me to my core. Yeah, but we're really good. at communicating yeah that and I will say that we're very much like and it and I know that it just like doesn't never really because we both know where our intentions lie yeah so when yeah. you know where someone's coming from it takes like any like moment of let's call it feedback of like hey like mm-hmm. thought we were gonna meet at this time or whatever the case may be that sounds like a feedback that you would and give me. <laughs> <laughs> like let's stick to that you know like that sort of thing yes so, yeah did I just use an example well? from this week
0: <laughs> oh, you guys are so perfect and your communication. You guys are like finishing each other's sentences. I mean, you guys are are just so cute. You guys are super cute. (laughs) I want to be like you when I grow up. We want to be like you. so. (laughs) So before we get to our supercharged tip, because The listeners really want to know, like, their practical tips and takeaways. You guys have already given us so much, but I want to talk to you guys about, you know, kind of what your top supercharged tip is. How do you guys supercharge your life? But before that, I want to play a little game of would you rather? Okay, the health oh, and fun. wellness edition. Are you guys having any ready? shots of
1: green juice? Or uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I feel like uh, yeah, turmeric. Yeah, what's yeah, what's the wellness thing? So no coffee. Matcha. Can we drink coffee? No, I drink coffee. I, oh, I
2: drink yeah. coffee, but I love these these matcha. matcha. It's like a sparkling water matcha really thing. Okay. I've already had two today.
0: I did get on the orange juice turmeric. <laughs> bandwagon. I like that too. The cayenne that's nice. thing. Yeah. That's really delicious. Yeah. And I think it's placebo because I'll drink it and I'll be like, whoa, like I'm ready. But I don't think it really does that. <laughs> it never it works. It tastes good, you know. Mind-body um, connection. Yeah, exactly. No, but no, my thing is coffee. I'm not going to ever give it up. I only read the studies about how coffee's good for you and I don't read the ones that say coffee is bad for you. I don't you, think so. it's
1: bad for you except for that it's acidic. So if you drink too much coffee and you don't have enough water, yeah. that's bad. Or if you have like a weak stomach and you have acid reflux but i don't think there's any studies that say
0: like i don't think like, so either d- it's not
1: like a dangerous carcinogen
0: i feel like everyone loves it's supposed loves to be good coffee. for your brain yeah. over time <laughs> no one's going to want to do the research that says coffee is bad and get you know things thrown out of their house for the rest of their life so. it's only
1: just bad for your stomach
0: yeah so but alkaline water can But not everyone that. has a weak
1: stomach <laughs> exactly yeah,
0: exactly yeah so it's fine it's yeah. fine we like coffee you there's know it's funny i
1: tried to give up coffee like a month ago and then i wasn't
0: pooping Oh, and my yes. lady that
1: gives me lymphatic massage was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you need to go back on coffee. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yes. <laughs> yep. she's like, cause I can feel she's all like, you're not staff. making moves and that's helping yeah. you. And I was like, wow, I can't hear
0: that. I can't tell you what a good BM does for me in the morning. Yeah, like You gotta have that bowel dream. movement. Yeah. Otherwise I just feel gross. Yeah. All day long. Slow, sad. Yeah. 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 So I have kind of a, well, I don't know if this is a disgusting story or not, but when I started working on the doctors, when I'm not in my relaxing environment at home and I'm like getting a slow, you know, get up and like make it a coffee, do some emails, do some reading, la Wait la for la, hate you. drink some water, then <laughs> yeah. you're like, get the urge, go to the bathroom, feel yeah. amazing. Yeah. So we have these crazy early call times at the doctor sometimes. Sometimes it's 5.45, sometimes it's 5.30 in the morning. And I live in the South Bay, so it takes me about 45 to 50 minutes to drive here. Wow. So of well, course, I'm not getting my coffee in, in the morning. I'm not, you know, nothing, right? So I come here and I'm like all amped up already because I've been in the car for like 45 minutes. And for the first few weeks, it was so rough because I just couldn't. I, I can't have a BM in public oh. and we have public bathrooms here Ooh, with stalls. Yes. Mm. So anyway, so what did you do? Okay. So here's how I hacked that. Yeah. I came 30 minutes earlier than my call time. Okay. So that I could have the space generally to myself. And then I make my own coffee routine here. Well played. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, I do go to the public stalled bathrooms for a BM. But I I, I, mean, <laughs> I, have, to, you, I have to. I have to. I shit
1: everywhere in LA. <laughs> yeah, so I don't care. I don't, I don't care. care. Yeah. You just have just get, to get over You got to go. You got to so go. It's a human
0: being thing. Who totally. Cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now, would you rather? Would you rather? So what would you rather do? Would you rather do a hot yoga class or a high energy spinning class? Depends on the day. Hot yoga depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Definitely depends on the day, What's but overall, I would say hot. high yoga. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ooh, no. I like to
1: spend like once a week though.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? I, I mean, both sound miserable to me, but um, <laughs> I can't do the hot yoga class because I get too focused on people's smells. Oh.
1: Ew. Yeah. You got to go to a good yeah.
0: place.
2: Come to Y Seven. Y Seven is good. It's great.
1: And Urban Seven Two Eight smells like a eucalyptus dream.
0: Okay, tell me when you guys are going next. I'll okay. give it another try. Okay. I also hate yoga. So I hate yoga and I hate smelly sweat. Okay. So, so that's you're going to have to change thing. my maybe mind about Maybe that's this. not your thing. Yeah. Maybe not. But <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try to be like you guys. Not be judgmental. <laughs> be a lifelong learner. You know, I'll come to a class with you guys and maybe you'll change we my mind. We would love that. Would you rather get... Botox every six months or just age gracefully? Botox.
2: Botox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. You guys, I'm scared age of Botox. gracefully in Los Angeles. I mean, I'll, I would look 47. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's a lot of developments in the space that mm-hmm. just help us to age gracefully and have yes. as we where we go, they You call don't have it, any Botox? No. You look great. How old are Thank you?
0: Thank you. 40.
2: What? You have no Botox? No. Yeah.
0: No Botox. What are Girl. you doing?
2: I don't know. You know, a lot of math from Sephora. Stick with whatever you're doing. I'm just trying to make
0: it, I'm just trying to make it go as long as, are you kidding me? Yeah. You look amazing. Thank you guys. It's genetic, right? Thank you. It's genetic. I think it's the Asian skin thing. Small pores, something. And
2: the, the tan. The tan. Yeah.
0: It, the tan masquerades a lot of problems. Look at my face. It does. I
2: can't believe
0: Your mouth is hanging. I am you, yeah. you
2: would know how shocked I was Ugh. if I didn't have so much Botox in my face. Really? Well, you guys look <laughs> Too bad don't it look we're so like dry and white. <laughs> Botox. You guys don't look like you have it, <laughs> well, though. Well, that's the so point. that's yeah. the point. Yeah, you got to find Botox, the right people yeah. Yeah. who understand the, how the face works and to like yes, just help you because I've seen some
0: really bad Botox jobs and the person has no expression in that whole like old adage actually is true you know and that yeah. kind of scared me yeah but you well know. when you
2: when you become curious we'll, we'll connect I'll come you. To you guys yeah. it guys, doesn't you guys seem like that's all. anytime soon yeah thank you. you don't need
0: it i appreciate is it that. weird if
1: i want to peel your face off and put it on my face no i think mm-hmm. it's a compliment
0: okay okay last one would you rather be known as the smart girl or the pretty girl smart girl
1: pretty girl <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. I, I love mean, that. It's like such a dichotomy there. I'd like to be a, known as a smart girl. I, feel too, like I'm I think I'm already known as a smart girl. It's like, ugh. You're like, I want it's to try like, it's something a burden. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are both Nobody beautiful. expects
1: anything from the pretty girl. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel like yeah. boy
0: lowers the bar yeah. so I don't feel like these Would You Rathers are that fair because basically you guys have it all. So it doesn't even make sense to ask that question. So thanks so much. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the supercharged tip of the day because our listeners want to know how they can improve their life right now. Okay. I and mean, you guys have been through so many different wellness trends. And I know that sometimes they shift, you know, but what sure. is your big tip of the moment that's supercharging your life, Elizabeth?
2: Making space. I think that just allowing some time for nothing really gives us an opportunity to check in, maybe uh, take some quiet time, move our bodies, take some breaths, whatever that is. But we don't know what it is we need and we aren't able to tap into those different modalities unless we just have some quiet time. Do nothing. Do nothing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice.
0: That made me a little nervous hearing about it, but that probably means I should do it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like just yeah. sit on your patio with no, for no
2: reason for like 20 minutes in the morning. Yeah, and just see what happens. And yeah. just like listen. And you don't have to assign anything to it. But yeah. if you feel like I could use a meditation or I could use some stretching or I could use a little walk around the block or whatever that is, but we're mm-hmm. not able to even listen to that call if we're constantly scheduled. Right. Or on our phone. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I
1: would great tip. I would agree with that tip. I'm on that tip too, but my biggest thing right now as far as like people that we've talked to and uh applicable knowledge is working with the money school that we're working with. Mm-hmm. Um they're called Mana Financial and you know, we've done so much spiritual work and physical work and I think our insides are pretty well flossed at this point. <laughs> Um, but there was always this thing for me around money. And I think we all have something around money with whatever, as we talked about on our episode with them, you know, our money story, Yeah. no matter where we came from, if we came from uh, a surplus or we came from a lack or whatever it is, yeah. you're given a story and then you apply that to the rest of your life and money just becomes like this monster that you're afraid to look at. And for me working with them. Having a portal where all of my stuff is, everything I pay out, everything that comes in, just, like, seeing it, talking about it, working through that has been, like, I feel a burden is lifting off of me because mm-hmm. now I understand it and I have, like, a connection to it. it. was before I was just, like, it'll come in, I think, I hope, I'll spend it, I don't know, yes. and I have all this, like, weird anxiety, and now I'm just, like, no, I know what my budget is for this, I know what my budget is for that, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, the structure and the boundaries and the understanding is just creating, like – such an ease Mm -hmm. and I feel like everyone needs to like do that with money
0: I agree I feel like our whole society just has a difficulty with this idea of financial literacy yeah
2: yeah right we're not set up for understanding finances wouldn't it be lovely if school School? would have like from the beginning let us know how to handle that it's a class (laughs) right (laughs)
1: from the beginning when you start learning there's a class at every level that you get you know yeah elementary school a class. Right. Middle school classes. High school right. classes.
0: Developmentally appropriate about exactly.
2: money knowledge. Exactly. Because it's like we all have shame. Yes. And ancestral stuff with Yeah, it. Like it's all, yes. it, it lives in, just like, within us. And I'm just like, we just
1: yeah. like, I don't know, I just got over it. I was like, this is so, why, I felt like, I felt like I was spending so much money. And then mm. I had all this anxiety around my first call with them. And I was like, yeah. they're going to tell me that I'm overspending. They're going to tell me that like, I'm crazy. And then they were like, yep. you're only spending like 20%. And I was like, yes. oh my God, this is so proving my point that I have so much fear that I think you're going to yell at me, which, by the way, it's my money. <laughs> like, right. You know, right. they have no control over But they were actually patting me on the back and saying I was doing a good job. And I was like, right. I need you guys. So right. Mana Financial School has been like, for me, a
0: revelation. I love that shift in mindset of doing something active. Yeah, To exactly. understand your relationship with money. And then to learn skills on how you can manage the money. exactly. They have their
1: portal. And it was funny because I was putting everything in it. And then I found a note on my, like, notes in my computer where it was, like, I had tried. I've tried thousands of times to be, like, money going out, making a list, money going in. And I've been trying to teach myself how to do that. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep and that's why i never worked because i was <laughs> making it up I, no, I, I don't know i don't i don't know and then so just to have yeah. someone who's like holding your hand and doing it is like yeah. critical just yeah. as important as i think like going to therapy would be absolutely money therapy no I I think
0: everybody needs that and both of your tips are so universal and I just want to wrap up with my supercharged tip of the day which is based on you guys the fact that you guys are lifelong learners and you guys have just this humble approach to that and when you are a lifelong learner and you believe that your intelligence your knowledge base your interest in different subjects can be increased by you always pursuing something actively then basically it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then it happens. You do become smarter. You do become more knowledgeable. And then of course, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know and you just head right back in. And people don't realize what an amazing thing being a lifelong learner is and what a gift it is. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's a gift to you and it's a gift to everybody around you. Yeah. So I have a challenge that you know, basically everyone who's listening should just pick one thing that they think they might want to know a little bit more about and just spend an hour a week just delving into it. And then after four weeks, take an assessment. Did you like that? Do you want to try a different technique? You want to try another also subject? Also, like
1: neuroplasticity, right? Yeah. That's like a
0: thing where like yes. you start
1: learning more and then your brain starts connecting new synapses for old things. And oh, suddenly yeah. you're like more complete of a person yes. in another way
0: than you could have never anticipated just because you decided to like expand. Right. And your life is more meaningful. Yeah. You feel more fulfilled. You're more connected with people that you're talking to. You're more interesting mm-hmm. because you know a little bit about everything. I could talk to both of you forever. We and, love you. Yeah. I oh, love you so love much. So much. Oh We're so
2: grateful and honored to be on your show. It yeah. is
0: such an honor to have you guys be with me and just, you know, again, supporting me. It's really motivating to see you guys still maintaining that attitude of lifelong learning, even today. You're a
1: pro. Yeah.
0: Thank you. think I you're going to be someone. Yeah. <laughs> we see good things. I'm going to make something of myself. One day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where can people find you?
2: So we're over on Instagram at SoRetroGrade. We have new episodes of our show coming out every Thursday. Sweet. Spotify, iTunes. You can check out our website. That's SoRetroGrade.com for
1: whole bunch of fun stuff, including photos of us. Oh, yeah. Those are really
0: exciting. It's an amazing, amazing podcast. Again, I was so honored to be a part of it. So honored you guys are here. Everyone should go and download and subscribe and listen to their podcast. And also download and subscribe and listen to my podcast. Yeah, So you should just do a two for one just subscribe to both yeah I and love you should that. tell
2: people to leave a rate and leave a review thank you see this is yeah. why i oh, need you guys yeah. and tip. leave a review yeah you heard it from elizabeth <laughs> and then go sit in a corner and do
0: nothing and then learn about financial literacy. yes that's too. right perfect there you go <laughs> thanks again thank you so much <laughs> thank you all for listening to this episode of supercharged life be sure to subscribe download listen and tell your friends about this podcast i'm dr judy now go supercharge your life